Have you ever had a blessing spoken over you? Maybe you've asked someone for their blessing. Maybe to start a new project or to ask for someone's hand in marriage. Or maybe you've had someone say, bless you when you sneeze. What is the concept of a blessing? Why do we say this to one another? Welcome to This Divine Moment, a podcast where we learn to notice and respond to the work that God is already doing in each of our lives. Today, we look at the power of the historical benediction, a way that a blessing is spoken over people to receive something from God. Hey everyone, welcome to This Divine Moment. I am your host, Ben Cornick. If you don't know me, I am a husband, a father, a pastor, and a speaker. And I'm also someone who enjoys making memories with my family. Uh, I was just talking with someone a few days ago and I said that when I get to the end of my life, my goal is that at my funeral, my family doesn't have to lie. That they can actually say things that most people would say at a funeral and feel like they're saying it with 100% honesty and authenticity. And so that's a big goal for me. And so I'm actually coming to you live from... Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, where my family and I are on a vacation together. And uh, so this is going to be a shorter episode because I want to make sure that I spend a lot of good quality time with my wife and my boys. Um, But today I want to talk to you about the, the power of a benediction. You'll notice that at the end of my podcast every week, um, I say some, some sort of a benediction. So it's like a, uh, when I, when I say things like may you, and then I start speaking things over your life, that's actually a benediction. And you might go, well, what is a benediction? What's the point of it? Why does it exist? Well, I was one time talking to a expert in worship and prayer and kind of the history of the church when it comes to worship and prayer. And he said to me, the power of the benediction is a benediction is something that sends people out back into the world with what they've received. So when you listen to this podcast, I hope that you receive something, that there's something that it, it sticks with you, something that you learn or something that you're challenged with. And then you go, okay, I'm going to bring this into my everyday life. That's the power of a benediction. It's, it's to help you carry this into your life so that what, what happens uh, in moments, like a, a divine moment, you don't just let it stay within that moment. You take it with you into the next moment and the moment after that and the moment after that. And so I want to talk about the power of benediction, but um, I want to talk to you about one of the most famous benedictions that has uh, been spoken over and over and over again, both by those who are followers of Judaism, but also those who are followers of Christ. And it's found in Numbers chapter six, and this is what it says. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Now, you've probably heard that spoken somewhere before. Maybe you haven't, and that's okay. But most people have heard that in some way, shape, or form. Or they've at least heard the short version of it. May the Lord bless you and keep you. 
Many people will say that. Maybe you sang it at a concert or heard it at a concert. There, there's that old choral piece, uh, May the Lord Bless You and Keep You. Uh, maybe you've heard the Irish blessing, which is sort of a version of this. Uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you. And then it goes on to say something like, may the road rise up to meet you. May the wind always be at your back. And, um, and these are all these, these famous benedictions throughout history that have been spoken over the people of God. And, uh, but this one in numbers is really interesting because it's, it's actually giving us a, a very clear word picture. And so what I want to show you is what this benediction is actually pointing us to and how, how it can impact us in our everyday life, why this matters, because maybe sometimes you feel alone. Maybe sometimes you feel like God is, uh, you know, just doesn't care about you or isn't aware of you, isn't paying attention to you. Or maybe, maybe you feel like uh, you're just not good enough, good enough for other people, good enough for God, good enough for whatever. Maybe you feel like you're always in competition with other people. You've always got to prove yourself. Maybe you always feel overwhelmed and anxious and depressed and worried. Well, no matter where you find yourself today, this benediction has something for you. So let's look at it line by line. It says, the Lord bless you and keep you. Think about that. This is a group of people that uh, they, they were willing to uh, stay in slavery in Egypt. This is in the book of Numbers. So this was a part of the law that was given to Moses for the people of Israel as they wandered through the desert uh, on their way to the promised land. And, um, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't get there for 40 years because there was a whole generation that wasn't willing to do it. And it was that stubborn generation that God wanted uh, the priests of the Israelites to speak these words over. So may the Lord bless you. So God's blessing isn't determined on your behavior. It's not determined by your behavior. It's not dependent on um, how good you are or how bad you are, or how good others think you are, or how bad others think you are. There's a scripture that says, uh, the Lord makes it rain on both the righteous and the wicked. And so the blessing of the Lord, it's for whoever he chooses to give it to. And in this, in this period of history, it was the Israelites, but there's a, there's a way that God blesses all people. I mean, the breath you just took, the day that you're living in right now, it is the blessing of the Lord, the life that you've been given. It's the blessing of the Lord. And if you took time to really evaluate your life and think about the things you have, you'd be able to see how blessed you truly are. The Lord bless you and keep you. That he would keep you. I mean, think about that. Think about, maybe you've never had this happen to you, but I think most people have had a moment where we have felt rejected. Where someone doesn't want to keep us. They don't want to keep the relationship. They don't want to keep in touch. And yet the Lord wants to keep you. You might think you're not good enough. And there's, there's probably a thousand reasons why God shouldn't keep you. And yet he wants to. God knows all of our junk. He knows everything that is wrong with us. He knows all the sin that's in our lives. So is God just like, no, you know what? Just keep on living your life. I'll just bless you and keep you anyways. No, God does want us to turn from our sin. He does want us to repent. This is why Jesus came and died on the cross. Someone had to pay the penalty for our sin. 
And Jesus paid the penalty for our sins. He died for our sins so that we could be with God forever. But even for those who choose to reject the gospel, God still blesses them. And he still wants to keep them, even if they don't want to be kept. And so the Lord wants that relationship with you. He wants to keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. Now, this, this might seem like an odd turn of phrase, right? We don't often say like, uh, hey, hey, Fred, could you make your face shine upon me really quick? But, but there's something about this. One is that the, the word tells us that the Lord is our light. And when Moses had been in the presence of God, it says that his face was so radiant that they had to cover it so that people could look at him. And so there is a sense where God's face is radiant. But there's more to this. That he would make his face shine upon you. And, and I think about the way that um, sometimes my boys are doing something. And they, I could, I could look up from my phone every once in a while and go, yep, yep. Yeah, that's cool, buddy. But that's not the same thing. That's not the same amount of attention as when I'm beaming at them. When I'm looking at them and just smiling and enjoying the moment. Do you know that God wants to enjoy moments with you? God wants to make his face shine upon you. That when you look, you see that God has his attention fixed on you. We might think that God is so concerned about the cosmos. I mean, this massive universe that he's created. And yet he's paying attention to you. He wants you to know that his face shines upon you. So the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. There's a scripture that says the Lord longs to be gracious to us. And And it's an interesting thing because he's the most powerful being there is. The, 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 the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the creator of everything. But yet he doesn't force his grace on us. We have to receive it. Because he says, I long to be gracious to you. I want to be gracious to you. And that word grace, it, it's a, it, it means gift. Like the root word for that word is like a gift. So it's like God wants to give us good gifts. Jesus said, you know, if you want to give good gifts to your children and yet you struggle with being evil, you struggle with wickedness, you struggle with doing the wrong thing. How much more does your father in heaven want to bless you? How much more does he want to give you good gifts? So he longs to be gracious to us. But guess what? If I bought you a gift and I brought it to your house, I said, hey, I got this for you. And you said, I don't want it. And you didn't take it. Then I did my part. I I brought it as far as I could. And I could say, but I long to be gracious to you. I long to give you this gift. And you could say, well, I don't care. I don't want it. That's not, it's not anything I want in my life. Well, I could try to force you to take it or I could just say, okay, well, whenever you want it, the gift is here. And so that is what God is saying, that he wants to be gracious to us. He wants to gift us with his love, his peace, his gentleness, his patience, his kindness. And then the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Now, this is interesting because you would say, well, why is it? We just said, make his face shine upon you. So now why does he have to turn his face toward you? Good question. (laughs) I'm glad you asked. Think about this. 
when you turn towards somebody, uh, you know, I, I used to know this guy that he'd say, listen with your eyes and your shoulders. Meaning when you're listening to somebody, literally turn your entire body towards them and look directly at them. Then they know they have your attention. Well, this is interesting because what uh, this scripture is telling us is that God wants to turn himself completely toward us. And actually, the, the original idea to that part of this passage is it's like a father turning toward his child. And so all the Israelites understood that the language being used here was like fatherly language, that God wants to be our father. Well, how, how interesting is it then that when Jesus taught us to pray, he said, here's what you can say. Our father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Think about that. The first words of the Lord's prayer are our father. Jesus could have used anything to tell us how we could address God. He could have said, here's how you address God. Our Lord or our God or our creator. I, I mean, there's so many ways that he could have said, this is how you address God. But he said, when, when you address God, start off your prayer with our father. I mean, that's a, that's a history changing moment right there that Jesus is telling us, this is how God wants to be addressed. When you come to him, Yes, he wants you to know that he's the Lord. Yes, he wants you to know that he is creator. But the relationship he wants with you is that he would be your father and that you would be his child. That is the relationship that God wants with you. And, and it says that our spirit cries out for Abba, Father. And so sometimes you might intellectually say, I don't know. I can't jive with that. See, I, I grew up with a dad who wasn't really around. That's why making memories with my kids really matters to me. And when I, when I first uh, heard this idea of calling God father, I was like, I, that feels weird to me. I'd rather call him king. I'd rather call him Lord. That's a relationship that makes sense to me. I'll pledge my loyalty to him. But God doesn't just want your loyalty. He doesn't just want your service. He wants your heart. He wants a relationship with you. So he turns his face toward you like a father towards his child. And, and then he gives you his peace. And there's a, there's a passage in Philippians that says, don't be anxious about anything, but instead through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And he will then give you the peace of God, which is beyond your circumstance or some translations say beyond your understanding. And then that peace will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. This is the kind of peace we're talking about. We're not just talking about tranquility. We're not just trying to say like making life feel less chaotic. No, we're talking about the kind of peace that can rest within you in the middle of the chaos. A perfect example of this is when uh, Jesus and the disciples are going across the water and a storm hits out of nowhere. And I've actually, I've had that happen. It's a scary thing. You could be out on the water, everything seems fine. And then it feels like almost out of nowhere. I mean, you kind of see it coming, but you just don't anticipate it being that quick. All of a sudden you are in huge 
waves, these big swells, they're crashing onto the deck of the boat and you're going, oh, wow, we might sink the boat. This is getting crazy. And it's windy and it's, it can be really scary, actually. And the disciples are freaking out. And you know what Jesus is doing? He's taking a nap. He's literally sleeping in the middle of a storm. I bet you know somebody like that. One of those people that can sleep through anything. It's like, you know, World War III could break out and they would like wake up at their normal time and be like, so what was happening? Oh, we were getting bombed? Really? Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> like they just, I, but Jesus, I don't think it was just that he was a hard sleeper. I think that we see many moments where Jesus would react. He, rea- he reacts very differently than any of us would. We would react one way where Jesus is reacting differently. He's asleep in the middle of a storm. That's the kind of peace that this man has because he knows that the presence of God is something that gives peace. Then the disciples wake him up and they say, do you even care that we're all about to die? It's almost as if they're questioning his love, if they're questioning his care for them. And so he's, he just looks at them and says, where's your faith? And then he speaks peace to the storm. He literally says, be still. And the wind and the waves just go still. They die down. And so it's this moment and the the disciples in this moment, they go, who is this man that even the wind and the waves obey him? See, they haven't, they hadn't even fully understood who Jesus was yet. And what I love about that is that the same God who wanted the priests of the Israelites to speak this priestly blessing over them. He's the same one who he calms the storms and the seas and he can calm the storm and the sea inside of you. And he can give you a peace that even if you're going through a storm in your heart and in your spirit, you can be at peace. I've had moments in my life where it felt like everything was falling apart. And yet the peace of God is what brought me through those times. The peace of God can make all the difference. And so this is the power of a benediction and specifically this benediction that was spoken as a priestly blessing over the Israelites. And I hope that today you take that with you, that what God is wanting to bless you with is his presence, with his heart, with his love and his grace. And he's wanting you as his child to receive it. But you might say, I don't know that I have that kind of relationship with God. And the Bible says that we can be adopted into his family. That even if we're not considered children of God, that we can be adopted into his family. And all we have to do is put our faith in Christ. And that that, that same spirit inside of us that cries out, Abba, Father, will, will connect with God. And there will be a moment where we're given a new heart. We're, we're a new creation in Christ. We repent from our sins. We turn away from our old ways. And then we turn toward God because he has turned toward you. He longs to be gracious to you. So receive the gift that God has given. Receive what Jesus did on the cross for you. Receive the power of the resurrection that he displayed for us when he rose from the grave. And receive his peace today. It's for you. Don't live another day without the peace of God in your life. 
every single day, every moment of the day, you can pray for the peace of God and the Bible guarantees that he will give it. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Well, thank you for joining me for this divine moment. I hope and pray that you had a moment today where you did meet with God. And if you did, I would encourage you to take some time to pray and ask God to continue to work on your heart. Uh, God wants to do incredible things in your life, and I pray that you continue to let him do so. And I just want to thank you for continuing to be a listener. I've had so many people giving me feedback, letting me know how this podcast is helping them. And that is my prayer and my hope that this would be a podcast that would be helpful to each and every person that listens to it. Uh, If you want to continue to help people find the podcast, I would ask that you would share it on social media, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. uh, There's all sorts of ways that you can share the podcast. And so um, I ask that you would do that and you can find me on social media, any uh, place that you're at. You can just look up my name, Ben Kornick, and you will find me there. I'd love to connect with you. But until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And in next week's episode, we are going to learn how to hear God's voice. So I hope that you join me then.